Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Alright, rolling on take one. Rolling on tape two. Yes, I'm still using tape. Scotch tape, as a matter of fact. On January 6th, it is not just his endorsement of remarks in which an associate urged, quote, trial by combat. It was also the entire manufactured atmosphere of looming catastrophe, the increasingly wild myths, myths about a reverse landslide election that was somehow being stolen, some secret coup by our now president. Now, I defended the president's right to bring any complaints to our legal system. The legal system spoke. The Electoral College spoke. As I stood up and said clearly at that time, the election was settled. It was over. But that just really opened a new chapter of even wilder, wilder, and more unfounded claims. The leader of the free world cannot spend weeks thundering that shadowy forces are stealing our country and then feign surprise when people believe him and do reckless things. What about personal responsibility? Now, sadly, many politicians sometimes make overheated comments or use metaphors. We saw that that unhinged listeners might take literally. All the time. But that was different. No, it wasn't. That's different from what we saw. No, it wasn't. This was an intensifying crescendo of conspiracy theories orchestrated by an outgoing president who seemed determined to either overturn the voters' decision or else torch our institutions on the way out. Sorry, Mitch. The unconscionable behavior did not end when the violence actually began. This is a lie. Whatever our ex-president claims he thought might happen that day. Whatever reaction he says he meant to produce today, Junior, by that afternoon, we know he was watching the same live television as the rest of us. A mob was assaulting the Capitol in his name. No, they They were just being jerks. These criminals were carrying his banners. Some of them. Hanging his flags. And screaming their loyalty to him. No, they were screaming their loyalty to the United States. It was obvious. That only President Trump could end this. He was the only one who could. Former aides publicly begged him to do so. Loyal allies frantically called the administration. Preston did not act swiftly. He did not do his job. He didn't take steps so federal law could be 
faithfully executed and order restored. That's not true. The National Guard was offered days in advance and Mitch McConnell knows it and the Capitol Hill police turned them down. No. Instead, according to public reports, he watched television happily. Happily. Public this is a United States Senator quoting public reports from unnamed sources. We'll stop it there. That's enough. I got some quotes from uh, Mitch Mitchell, Mitch McConnell's speech today. I, um, a few years back, uh, had, a, had a chance to sit down with a, a nice young man from Ohio. He may, not really that young, but he, he's got that little bitty baby face. Uh, we bust his chops on all the time. His name is uh, Josh Mandel. And I didn't really get to ask him the question, um, but really, I what I had wanted to know this was he Josh was in the race, and then because his wife or somebody in his family was uh, sick, very sick, um, he dropped out, um, and he he would have been on pace to beat Sherrod Brown. Now he is going to run for, yeah, he's probably the front runner. He should be for. Um, Rob Portman's soon-to-be-vacant seat. Rob's not running again. But anyways, but when I was sitting there with uh, Josh Mandel, I, I really wanted to ask him, will you vote Mitch McConnell out of leadership in the Senate? And Mitch McConnell's actions today, speech today, and in previous days, or why he should not be a Republican leader. He's more than a moderate or a rhino. He's just this old guard of politician that is out for themselves. He's worried more about winning elections to keep his seat in power than anything else. Now he he won his last re-election in uh, the blue, how is he from? Uh, Kentucky. That's Kentucky. Uh, by quite a landslide, even though the Democrats threw like a ton of money to his opponent's coffers. Um, and Mitch still won. So, yeah, he, he's a powerful politician. He's liked in his state, evidently. But, frankly, you know, Republicans from all over the place can't stand him, uh, you know. And it just blows my mind that, you know, these people are just, they, they bury themselves, they entrench themselves in the leadership of the party, either party, 
uh, Democrat or Republican, and then they just cling to that power. Because, you know, like they say in the uh, Eddie Murphy movie, The Distinguished Gentleman, people have to line up to get a number to throw money his way. <laughs> you know? Uh that's just how it is. It, you know, like Nancy Pelosi, she's got people lined up to throw money at her. Um, you know, just insane. The Clintons, you know, the the famed Clinton Foundation. Uh Mitch McConnell began his career in 1977 as a judge executive of Jefferson, Kentucky, Kentucky's Jefferson County in 1977. 1984, he was elected to the Senate. Um, I want to see what he did before that as a politician, but let me rebut his uh, speech he gave today then we'll see what he uh, did what he did in his past life so man he, he said Trump you know manufactured myths about a stolen election like the Time Magazine article that we all know and love, and Time Magazine is trying to make the this cabal of elites uh, out to be the heroes of the 2020 election, and which in reality, uh, I'm sure to some Democrats they are heroic. To the rest of us, they're just uh, conniving little shits that uh, actually organize rather well. Um, so, the next thing he said, sorry, I'm trying to multitask. But the, the myths about the election, okay, so if these were mythical, Georgia's legislature wanted to change its electors. He said in that speech, the electors have spoken, had spoken. Yeah, they did. Pennsylvania wanted to change its electors after seeing the evidence of uh, voter fraud uh, that may or may not have out affected the outcome of the election. I guess YouTube doesn't allow me to say that it affects the outcome of the election, but anyhow, uh, he said that the legal system spoke. Most of the cases that were uh, thrown out or rejected were rejected on technicalities, not on the merits of the case. They were rejected because uh, not enough I's were dotted or T's were crossed. Uh, in the, the case of the Pennsylvania legislature changing uh, the mail-in voting status, the court said, 
well, you filed your lawsuit too late. Yet you need to file your lawsuit before the law was passed. Well, then they would have said you're filing it too soon. I, I, how do you file a lawsuit against a law that's not a law yet? But this is judges legislating from the bench. It was a liberal-leaning Pennsylvania Supreme Court that wanted uh, vote mail-out mail out ballots to every Tom, Dick, and Harry dead alive, whether they live in Pennsylvania and, and vote uh, or move to another state, pardon me, and they vote out of state and in the state of Pennsylvania, such on and so forth. Um, but again, the, the legal system spoke. No, it didn't, Mitch. When you throw a case out before it goes to trial and you refuse to hear cases, that's not... That's not speaking. That's finding a technicality so you don't have to make a decision. Why don't judges want to make decisions? Some, I should say, don't want to make decisions. Uh, fear of the left-wing mob, which is as bad as the right, worse than the right-wing mob. You know, he said, you know, politicians make overheated comments some followers take literally. I've been saying that for ever since January 6th happened. And I was pretty, you know, ticked off. But I was ticked off at the people rioting. And then I was getting different stories from different people. Friends of mine that didn't want to say stuff publicly that I don't fear saying anything publicly. It's supposedly my right. Were sending me all kinds of messages photographs from themselves from their friends on the on the ground in dc that day and there was a mixture of people but politicians always use this line we're fighting for you and mitch tries to say that trump's uh speech that you're gonna have to fight like hell for your rights like you've never fought before incited this the riot was already taking place when Trump was giving his speech. Furthermore, that's why McConnell had to backtrack and say, you know, weeks and months of, uh, what did he say? Uh, myths about a stolen election. Weeks and months of myths, manufactured myths about a stolen election, McConnell said. Well, he can't pin the riot on what Trump said that day because that's already been debunked. The riot was happening before Trump's speech ended. So this is just silliness that Mitch is doing this. Um, you know, he when he says Trump didn't do anything, um, yeah, he tweeted out, which everyone's like, Oh, this is so stupid. Fox News was saying the president needs to get on TV and tell these people to stop. How many of the people at the Capitol had a television set in front of them? He sent tweets out saying stop it. You know, but those of us sitting at home 
and the anchors on the TV wanted him to say something on television. The people at the Capitol that were supposedly his followers, although we know there were right-wing extremists, which are not Trumpers, there were Antifa extremists there, and then there were people that were just gawkers, onlookers. Uh, they would not have seen a televised speech announcement from the president, which he did give later in the day. But the best way for him to communicate with people at that time was social media. As far as these unnamed, unknown sources in the White House reports say now, two weeks after the, or a week, what it, yeah, it's a week, okay, my bad. After the January 6th riot, uh, yesterday or the day before, this story comes out that Trump was sitting you know, in front of his TV laughing and enjoying the riot. Bull crap. Trump, Trump loves this country 100% more than Mitch McConnell ever did or ever will. I have no clue why this guy got into public life. Uh, it doesn't seem to me anywhere that I'm reading where, you know, he did this for passion or did this for love of country. Um, you know, it seems like he grew up privileged, uh, graduated in 1964, University of Kentucky Law College, uh, 67, um, graduated from DuPont Manual High School. Well, any school that's named after DuPont, I'm sure is a pretty rich private school. Uh, setting his sights on a career in politics. That's what it says right here. He interned for Congressman Gene Snyder, Senator John Sherman Cooper in the mid-60s, uh, served as Chief Legislative Assistant for Senator Marlo Cook after law school, became dis Deputy Assistant Attorney General to President Gerald Ford. Well, there was a great president. Um, let's see, Ford really didn't do crap, good, bad, or otherwise. He was just there. Uh, 77, earned his first elected seat. So his whole life was revolved around getting into politics and be becoming a powerful politician. Now, I can understand that because I have the same goals, but I actually do things that benefit people other than myself. So this guy never, ever, 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 ever held a real job. Everything has been intern, running for office, uh, you know, a deputy attorney general is a, not too shabby of a position, uh, but it was a, it's a political position, you know. Uh, let's see what old Mitch's net worth is. What's old Mitch McConnell's net worth? Because that will tell us all. All we need to know. Let's just see. Guy that spent his whole life running for offices and before that interned.
net worth net worth 2020 hey what do you know it's right at the tip right at the tippy top of the search engine mitch mcconnell's net worth 34 million Longtime lawmaker has a net worth of 34 million dollars how do you become worth 34 mil on a senator's salary that's been the bulk of his um his career his life how do you do that oh insider trading See here, 78 years old, and time for you to go, brother. That, you know, I hate, I, I don't like to be ageist. I think we need to look to our um, older Americans, friends, family, um, our elders as, you know, sources of wisdom and values, but... Being a United States senator and your whole life and everything has revolved around this one, one thing, one achievement. Just because you've held an office or held a position uh, uh, in public life for many years doesn't mean you've accomplished anything. But I want to see how he got to be worth $34 million. Second, McConnell is only the second Kentuckian to ever serve as majority leader. Uh, he's been called the most conservative leader of either... <laughs> most conservative leader. Yeah, uh, uh, no, no K. So... Um, married his secretary, Elaine Chow. Oh, he's married to Secretary Elaine Chow, the U.S. Uh, Secretary of Transportation. Has three daughters, elected to Senate in 1984. $34 million according to reports. I believe much of his money has come from investing in index stock funds or municipal bonds. He earns just under $200,000 as the Senate, well, now Senate Minority Leader. So, so he's in, he's gotten, gotten rich off investing. I told y'all, they get inside information and stock tips. Uh, and they, they just, they get information before it goes public. Like Nancy Pelosi, or perhaps her husband... Buying up a bunch of Tesla stock right before um, Biden made his announcement that he was going to switch the federal government's fleet of vehicles over to electric vehicles, uh, which I have a whole nother thing I might do on that. But, um, you know... Biden told the Democrat where I'm getting here is where I'm getting here is um, Biden, it, it, you know, in a private caucus uh, meeting, told the Democratic caucus, "Hey, we're gonna 
switch all government vehicles over to electrical. And old Nance and or her husband went up and bought a bunch of Tesla stock. I don't have anything against Tesla. I like Elon Musk. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a, a smart man. I wasn't uh, big on his burning my fingers with a match. Wasn't real big on his Neuralink. But then I read up on it the other day and talked and uh was reading how it can help people that uh, have been in car accidents and can't walk and, you know, stroke victims talk and all these other things. But um, that's not anywhere near the point of this. Uh, you know, these guys get inside info all the freaking time. And that's how they know where to invest their dang money. It sickens me. And then here's the guy, you know, yeah, Donald Trump's dad gave him a million dollar, a one million dollar loan to start him out in life. And Donald Trump's turned that into hundreds of billions of dollars. They say through questionable business practices, shady deals, you know, not, uh, not paying the little man his fair share and all this bull crap. And it's like, man, you can say about anybody and everybody and twist any story into what you want it to mean. But Donald Trump was successful in the private sector and then got into politics. You get these people that are in politics like Mitch McConnell and that they go in there, average people, average incomes, you know, uh, maybe an upper middle class background. And they come out of the game rich. This is no better than the little game that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is playing right now. Where she's building a brand called AOC. And she says outlandish things, makes outlandish tweets. Made up a whole story. Concocted about how terrified she was. And she... Before the, the first gate was breached, the first barrier, if you can call those flimsy uh, bicycle rack fences barriers, before the first barrier was breached, she was saying that she knew they were coming to get her. And she could hear people in the hallway yelling, where is she? And then it turned out to be a policeman coming to save her. But no, 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 the policeman just didn't look right. How does she know what a right policeman looks like? She doesn't. It's drama queen stuff. Just like this, what, what Mitch McConnell's done. Okay, yep, we'll use you, Trump. You can win elections. Crap, we were wrong. The polling was wrong in 2016. So we're going to ride your coattails to some victories. All right, you lost. We're done with you. 
goodbye, adios, arrivederci. We're going to throw you under the bus now and get back to being the stuffy old party of, you know, old white men that line their pockets. Thank God we have some people like Ted Cruz and Rand Paul, or, yeah, Rand Paul and Marco Rubio uh, and several of these women that have gotten elected uh, that need to tone it down, a couple of them, but they're learning they're not out to make a brand for themselves like AOC. Uh, they have genuine passion for the United States. And then you've got this old white goober from Kentucky uh, that just gets up there and out. We're going to be stuffy old white guys and we're not going to offer any solutions. We're just going to say no. I don't even know if that sounds anything like him, but... Uh, such a such a jerk such a jerk he needs to get primaried oh these oh do I still have that written down I don't know if I still have it it might be on this other paper the Republicans that need to get primaried right here we go these are these Republicans voted to convict President Trump. Uh, Burr, Cassidy, Collins, Murkowski, Romney, Sace, and Toomey. They all need to get primaried. Burr, Cassidy, Collins, Murkowski, Romney, Sace, Toomey. We've got to go after them. They're turncoats, they're backstabbers to the United States. If they turned against Trump on this, they'll turn against the rest of us when push comes to shove. When the fight to not expand Obamacare comes, they will turn on us for their 30 shekels. When the fight to not expand the Supreme Court, not stack the Supreme Court comes, they will turn on us for their 30 shekels like they turned on Trump today. So we got a prime. Well, we got a primary Mitch McConnell out. That's going to be a feat. I might have to move to Kentucky and do it myself. No, I'm not. But Burr, Casty, Collins, Murkowski, Romney, Sace, Toomey, got to go. They got to gizzo. Twenty-five with an Izzo with nowhere to go. They got to get going. They gotta get ghosted out of there, like 5G. Uh, not 5G network. That was a lyric, like about the Audi 5G from a rap song. Never mind. Uh, but can't be Democrat like. Can't be the can't be the party of no. Can't be the party of the upper class elites anymore. Can't be the party of old white guys. We need new blood in the GOP. Mitch McConnell is the poster old coot for that. So with that said, with that said, that being said, having said too much for half an hour, thank you guys. God bless you for listening. Pray for each other all the time. Pray for our nation. Let's all make it a point after. I would say tonight because it's night where I am, but whenever you watch this, 
Get on your knees and pray for America. The last great hope for man on earth, like Ronald Reagan said. Thank you guys. God bless you. Let's see if I find a tune to play you out to. Come on, let's get the jams on here. Uh, see. Let's see what we got. Let's find something. Thank you. 